You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to episode 38, The Truth About Anatomy where I share some recent insights I've had about the role anatomy plays in our understanding as yoga teachers. My episodes on anatomy have had more listens than any other single topic. Whenever I ask my listeners what they want more of, I hear anatomy, anatomy, anatomy. I'm glad to hear this because anatomy is one of my passions, or maybe I should say it used to be one of my passions. In this episode, I'm going to share with you some insights I've recently had about the topic of anatomy that have shifted my perspective on the usefulness of anatomy for yoga teachers. To be clear, it's not that I think that anatomy isn't useful. It's just not being taught or thought of in the right context. And as a topic, I don't think it demands the outpouring of requests that I'm hearing. By the end of this episode, you'll understand why I think this. You'll have a clearer understanding of the actual purpose and role of anatomy. And you'll also understand the areas of study that, in my opinion, are more helpful and more relevant to yoga. Let me share a little bit about my story and my journey with this topic first. About seven years ago, I became aware that my understanding of the human body was limited, especially for a person who teaches movement for a living. I had been involved since almost the beginning of my teaching with a style of yoga called Anusara. If you're familiar with it, you know that Anusara as a system prioritizes alignment. It's similar to and derivative of Iyengar, but it's simplified and it's systematized, so it's easier for people that are newer to yoga to understand. I was taught by my teachers in this system that there are universal principles of alignment that you can apply to every human in every yoga posture. I studied the nuances of this alignment system diligently, and I taught them very passionately. The reason I believed in them so much is that they had a huge impact on my own yoga practice. When I first started teaching, almost 15 years ago, I immediately increased the amount of time I spent doing asana by a pretty significant amount. I did this based on the advice of my teachers. You need to practice in order to teach. This is the mantra, and I still do believe this. But because I wasn't given any education on progressive loading and on other principles of exercise science, my practice was more of a hodgepodge. It was just like whatever felt good, whatever was interesting, whatever the teachers in the classes I was going to were teaching. So my joints started to hurt from the additional stresses placed upon them. When I began to apply and learn the principles of alignment, not only did that pain go away, but my capacity to perform fun and fancy poses increased. And that at the time, at the stage that I was in, it it was revelatory. I assumed as is natural understanding and many people would, that because these principles were working for me at that moment, that they would work for everyone at all times. And, you know, I was making that assumption, but I was also being directly and indirectly taught that by my teachers. Okay, fast forward to January of 2012, 
with about seven years of teaching under my belt, primarily in Anusara, I thought of myself as a pretty experienced yoga teacher. But at the same time, I was also disillusioned and unsure of my path. My mother was also going through some health issues. She would end up passing away in September of that year. So this was like a hugely emotionally raw time for me. I was already feeling vulnerable. I was already feeling really questioning everything about the way that I was teaching and my participation in this style of yoga. And during that time, there was a big scandal where the founder and leader of Anusara was accused of taking advantage of his position to initiate relationships with students that are inherently unequal, to mistreat his employees, and also use cult dynamics to control a somewhat of a pyramid scheme of students and teachers where the opportunities weren't equal, but they were more based on his favor. And I think this is a really common dynamic that happens. And it was something that I had observed very much from the outside, but to hear what it was like on the inside and to hear some of the uglier pieces of it it was a huge eye-opening experience. And the result of this scandal was that most of the senior Anusara teachers resigned in protest. John, the leader and founder, ended up stepping down and giving the system to the remaining teachers to turn into a nonprofit. And that's still running, although it's nowhere near as prevalent or popular as it was at the time of the scandal. For many who had been involved in Anusara, myself included, it served as a wake-up call to evaluate all aspects and all angles of the yoga that we had studied and shared with such passion and, frankly, a lot of times joy. Meanwhile, about two years before this, in 2010, I had started doing CrossFit because I'd started to notice that yoga was not the complete workout I had originally believed it to be. And my body, as a more naturally flexible model, would benefit from more strength. In the aftermath of the falling apart of Anusara, I really started to look beyond the insular network of teachers that I had been studying with before. When I was a part of Anusara, I was told... and I. <laughs> I was told that Anusara was the most advanced style of yoga out there, and there was an implication that I'd be wasting my money by studying with inferior teachers from other styles. In retrospect, it kind of blows my mind that I bought this, but cult dynamics are very powerful, and there was this whole pyramid scheme aspect where kind of the top tier, and it wasn't really the top tier, but the top tier that one could hope to achieve was a certification that was very arbitrary, I would say, in who got it and who didn't. So until you got it, you had to really focus on that, on getting it. And then once you did, well, I would imagine you wouldn't want to rock the boat. So once I let go of that as a goal, I became really interested in finding yoga teachers who had their own voice, who were questioning their own beliefs, forging their own ways, and not blindly following a system or a style. Through CrossFit, I was exposed to Mobility Wad's Kelly Starrett, and that led me to his friend and collaborator, 
yoga teacher, Jill Miller, who was actually my guest on last week's podcast. When I heard her on a podcast and really liked what she had to say, I looked her up and I saw that her next teacher training was only minutes from the apartment of a dear friend who I could stay with. That felt like a synchronicity too good to pass up, and I signed up. That training was the turning point for me to help me understand how little I truly knew about the human body, and I became committed to filling in those gaps. That training with Jill also taught me how to think logically and creatively so that I began to develop my own insights about movement and yoga rather than trying to memorize other people's insights. The yoga tune-up training gave me the building blocks to continue studying musculoskeletal anatomy on my own, which I did focus on both in my teaching and my practice. I also ended up taking a college-level anatomy and physiology class, and that was about a year ago. By that time, due to my self-study, I could have taught the musculoskeletal portion more easily than my professor, who was a biologist, but the rest of the course gave me a tremendous amount of context for the environment that the muscular and skeletal systems reside in. As I continued to apply these concepts and these insights to my own practice, I realized that I really wanted to share this new understanding with other yoga teachers. Since I don't personally have a degree in anatomy and I wanted to also quality control my offerings and get feedback, I reached out to some colleagues who I really respect and asked them to collaborate with me. These include upcoming podcast guests, Kat Matlock, who is a massage and trigger point therapist in addition to being a yoga teacher, and Ferris Fakuri, who is a physical therapist and owns Anjali Hot Yoga and teaches there. The three of us have a series of Anatomy for Yoga Teachers beginning in March, and if you're interested in attending, I will include a link in the show notes. It was during a planning and brainstorming session with Kat and Ferris that the insight that led to this podcast episode crystallized for me. I realized that most yoga teachers misunderstand the word anatomy. You see, the word anatomy refers to the cutting apart of bodies. When we cut apart bodies, whether physically in a cadaver lab or figuratively in an anatomy book, we simplify them. We make them easier to understand and easier to categorize. However, when we cut bodies apart, we also render them completely useless. Bodies do not work as a collection of separate parts. They work as an incredibly complex and interconnected whole, a system. Since bodies are far too complex for us to understand as that whole, we do need to cut them apart as a step in increasing our understanding. However, in order for anatomy to be useful for yoga teachers and for any movement professional, we absolutely must put them back together again. So when a yoga teacher tells me that they need to learn more about anatomy, I say, yes, absolutely, that is a start. But please don't stop there. Please don't think that anatomy on its own is going to teach you about movement. This is particularly so if you study musculoskeletal anatomy isolated from other systems of the body, and most importantly, the nervous system, which governs the musculoskeletal system. So if anatomy is incomplete, what else do we need to study as yoga teachers? We need to study kinesiology, which is the study of human movement, and biomechanics, which examines the forces acting on the human body, both internally and externally. 
when I explain this to yoga teachers, they do readily agree that, yeah, anatomy in the context of movement is what they really are interested in. But it's hard to describe that in a succinct sentence, and you don't know what you don't know. So hopefully now you know that in addition to anatomy, it's important to study kinesiology and biomechanics because anatomy by itself is actually not going to give you any information that will make you a better yoga teacher. The great thing is that the yoga community is evolving incredibly rapidly right now, partially due to social media and new media like this podcast. So I believe it's only going to be a few years before yoga teachers start demanding content specifically using the terms kinesiology and biomechanics and not solely using the word anatomy. This podcast episode hopefully will be dated and unhelpful, and I'll feel good about having played a small role in the evolution of the yoga teacher. And that's why I started this podcast in the first place, and it's why I offer continuing education training for teachers. We have a long way to go. We'll always have a long way to go, really. But when I look at the teachers who are graduating from the teacher trainings where I teach, I feel really hopeful. They are so much more savvy and knowledgeable than I was when I first started teaching. If they pay attention to anything I say in class... I hope that they will avoid the logical fallacy that I made by assuming that whatever worked for me would work for everyone. Meanwhile, I'm still calling what I teach anatomy when I'm teaching about the human body because that's the word yoga teachers recognize and that's what they're asking for. However, if you take my anatomy training, I want you to be prepared that anatomy is used as a building block to understand human movement in context. Yes, we will take the human body apart figuratively in order to understand it, and then we will put it back together again so that our understanding is more useful. The quest for correct understanding is inextricably bound up in the purpose of yoga. I'm not claiming to have a perfect understanding of what that means in the context of human movement, but I do keep it at the forefront of my mind as I study and as I teach. When we know better, we do better. Let's work together to keep progressing our understanding of how the structure and function of the human body informs our yoga practice. Let's keep evolving our practice as our understanding grows. If you'd like to hear more about my current understanding and you're able to make it to Asheville, North Carolina for five Sundays in a row starting March 10th, I would love to see you at the Functional Anatomy for Yoga Teachers series. You can sign up on my website at teachingyoga.net slash anatomy, and I'll include a link in the show notes. So you should be able to click that right from whatever app you're using to play this podcast. Before I sign off for today, I want to offer a special thank you to those who have left reviews on iTunes. A recent review by FAL86, I wish I had your name. It's a really sweet review. They say, I have learned a lot by listening to this podcast. It's helped me open up my view on yoga and how I want to teach my classes. I've also been doing more research and learning based on the topics presented. She explores so many topics I'd never thought of before. It's a must listen if you teach or plan to teach. Thank you so much for that. 
that kind of feedback gives me so much energy to help me keep going and keep creating more podcasts and more content for you guys. I also love getting requests for podcast topics. And the easiest way to stay in touch and dialogue with me and with other listeners is on the Yoga Teacher Resource Facebook group. It's easy to join at teachingyoga.net slash join. That is all for this week. Heads up, the next few weeks are going to be more anatomy-related topics, so please come back and check those out. Thank you for listening. Thank you.